0: Thank you. Hey girlfriends, welcome to another episode of Girlfriends and Goals. We're your hosts Miosha and Samaria. This podcast is a space where we'll talk about friendships, life goals, a little bit of pop culture and all things womanhood.
1: Okay, our top goal this year is to grow our podcast audience. So if you're new here, or you're an avid listener of this podcast, please make sure you're subscribed, leave us a five star rating, consider writing us a review. And of course, be sure to share this episode with a girlfriend or two.
0: All right, we're going to kick off today's episode with a brand new segment, which is called Get Into It, where we talk about what's been trending in pop culture.
1: So today, our topic for Get Into It is going to be Megan Good. So I know you've heard, Miosha, that she and her husband are getting a divorce. I just wanted to see how you felt about how the news broke and what people's responses have been to it.
0: Okay. So I actually heard some rumors about their divorce. I would say about two, three months ago. And when I heard it, I was just like, no, there's (laughs) no way. (laughs) And I don't know why, because I don't know these people in real life, but (laughs) yeah, but there were just rumors. And then when it finally broke in December of 2021, or last month, I was just like, wow, I guess the rumors were true. I guess she had been seen out by herself, not wearing her ring. And you know, people on the internet be looking and watching, paying so much attention (laughs) to every little detail. Um, Yeah, nothing is going to get past them. And so I guess for me, (laughs) I don't know that this is surprising. But Some of the responses I saw was a lot of people basically saying like, see, even if you practice abstinence and you're into the church or whatever, you know, it still doesn't mean that your marriage is going to last or be successful. Mm -hmm. And it just made me feel like those people, like the people who are saying that they probably were never genuinely interested (laughs) In yes. following that path, and maybe the that couple wasn't the couple that maybe you should be following anyways, especially if that's kind of your response when you hear about their divorce. And so it just made me feel like people are jumping to an extreme, even though they were married for, I think, almost 10 years. Mm-hmm. And throughout the course of their marriage, like we didn't hear anything too crazy like nothing distasteful yeah like no divorce or cheating rumors and even the way the split happened it seemed very cordial um and we still haven't heard anything else so it's like yeah don't use this for justification for the way you want to live your life and the decisions right. that you want to make <laughs> like mm-hmm. if it's not for you just let it not be for you but you don't necessarily need to use their divorce as the reason for why you're going to go do what you want it to do anyways. What do you think?
1: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) no, I agree with you on that. A lot of the responses that I've um, been seeing have been saying stuff like, oh, she really had to change herself um, to like fit in with him and what it was that he wanted. It's like, you don't even know that. Like, Again, we don't know these people. So you don't know that she had to, like, conform to some unrealistic standards just to get him, you know? It could have just been, like, that's where she was in that time in her life, and they were the greatest match. But now, you know, people grow and grow apart. Uh, So, yeah, I... I thought people were a real, were really like hard on her. I saw a lot of negative things um, geared towards her. And I'm like, dang, why does the woman always have to get like the brunt of it? And I just, I kind of feel like, man, she deserves better because this Mm -hmm. lady has been like acting out here since she was a child. She's given us all these years of her talent and this is how people are dragging her on the internet. So yeah, it it felt, I felt some type of way about it. Um, Just seeing people talk about her. And then of course the whole, the weight thing, like someone was like, I need my, um, I need a refund on my book. And it's like the principles that they talked about can still be true. It's just that for these two people, you know it might not have worked out. And whether you're in the church or not, Mm -hmm. Like marriage problems are marriage problems, I feel. I mean, I'm not married, but (laughs) I'm guessing like marital problems are marital problems, whether you're a part of a religion or not. So yeah, I I just thought it was interesting that people were coming for her and demanding refunds on the book. Like, dang, what did the book do?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I I will say though, I, I did see some clips from a couple of interviews that they had did over the years. And they did openly talk about how, you know, Megan's life was maybe somewhat one way or headed in one direction, or there are certain things that she was doing before she got married, and just how those things changed after, but, you know, she's beautiful, she's smart, talented, all these things, and I just never got the vibe that she was going to completely flip her life Mm. just to be married, like, let's not pretend that she's not a whole catch. <laughs> like she was that it girl. <laughs> she wasn't. And to me still is, honestly. Yeah. yeah, like she didn't, she, I don't think she's the woman that would have to do all that, especially to, into, into a marriage. Like clearly this is something that they both wanted to do. They both maybe had to make certain shifts which right. can happen with marriage. And yeah, it's, I think anytime you put your marriage on a public platform, especially attach it to a book. People are always going to be super critical when things come out or if things happen. Um, and that's why a lot of people choose not to take that route because it could just be a lot.
1: I am so glad that you said that because that is actually the perfect segue <laughs> into today's <laughs> topic. Uh, so on this episode, we are going to talk about vulnerability and I feel like a lot of times on the internet, you see this encouragement to be vulnerable. And I think that's needed. But on the other side, I think there are some really good reasons why people probably shouldn't make themselves that vulnerable out here on the internet. So, um, and that's whether it's like with your romantic life or just with what's going on in your family or with your friends, I think there are a lot of reasons why you shouldn't or you should consider not being so vulnerable. So I wanted to ask you personally, what are some of the things that prevent you from being so vulnerable?
0: One of of the first things I think that makes me not want to be as vulnerable is just not wanting to have to explain or give reasons why I have a certain stance or why I feel the way I do on something. Mm -hmm. Um, Just not wanting to have to explain, because if you tell someone just the natural reaction is, well, why? (laughs) Right. And sometimes I don't always feel like explaining why I maybe don't even have what someone would consider to be logical reasons. I might just feel the way that I feel. And it is what it is. And I don't always feel like explaining that. And then when you're explaining that can sometimes open the door for especially if you're talking to a person who doesn't align with you on said thing, Uh but for them to take that as an opportunity to maybe change your mind to get you to leave from the conversation feeling different about it. And there are just certain things in my life where I don't feel like, I guess, taking that open route mm-hmm. and being vulnerable about vulnerable about those things because I may feel solid about those things and I'm not just interested in having a change of heart or change of, of mind or just having to explain myself. And then I think in general, aside from myself, I think a lot of people see vulnerability as looking weak or opening up about certain things can reveal areas of your life where you may not feel as strong in. Um, And then they may just not see the benefits of being so open. So, you know, I've said these things. Okay, well, now what? And I'm not (laughs) saying that I don't see benefits to it. I just think some people, depending on the topic, may not see the benefits or the positives about being so open because then what are the next steps?
1: Yeah, it's funny. I was watching this interview on um, the Kevin Stage Studios app that we talked about <laughs> last episode.
0: <laughs> you can
1: go. But I was watching, uh, they have this show where I think it's called like coming to the stage where they interview um, people whose names we've heard, but they talk about their stories and how they got to where they are. And Jackie know was on there and she was just talking about creating this like distance between what she wants to put out there and what she doesn't and obviously as an influencer people feel like a sense of entitlement to know everything and so she hasn't been talking about her wedding Um, she's like certain things about my relationship I don't put out there and um, yeah so I think she's right of course because she can do what she wants to do but I think based on the interview that was what she was saying like I don't want to put all of me out there. Like there are some things that I want to keep to myself, and I I can agree with that. One of the reasons why I wouldn't want to be so vulnerable about certain things is because I just I am happy the less that people know about me, <laughs> um, and I like to I like to control narratives. I guess
0: she I likes being mysterious. <laughs>
1: I just <laughs> that's not it. I think people think that's what it is, but I don't care about mystery i just I just don't want you to know what I don't want you to know mm-hmm. if that makes sense. So for me, that's one of my reasons for not wanting to be um, too vulnerable. But then I think there's like a sense of um rejection or like a fear of rejection that comes when you are so vulnerable. so like if i if I say this to somebody and um it's not the right space, either now they don't wanna like fool with me or you know they might take advantage of that. Like I've exposed something to them and five months from now when we're not in a good space, they might use that against me. So mm-hmm. I think there's like the fear of rejection, but also the fear of that information being used against you. So yeah, yeah. Those, those are the reasons why I think people um, usually don't want to be vulnerable. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I could definitely agree with that. So on a scale of one to 10, Mm -hmm. how important is vulnerability to you and your non-romantic relationships? So how important is it for the people who are close to you for them to be vulnerable with you and for you to be vulnerable with them?
1: On a scale of one to 10. And you can
0: only pick one.
1: (laughs) Um, I know you're the one who has problems picking one. Don't play me. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) but on a scale of one to ten I if it's someone who's close to me right we're talking about close people Mm -hmm. about a seven what's your number I want
0: to hear your number I'm a five okay yeah I'm a five I think for me I'm okay even with my close friends even with you Mm -hmm. on being on a need-to-know basis um of course, I'd want to know more if if possible, especially if there are things that I feel like I could be of a support to you. And when I say support, I don't mean me coming in trying to fix it, trying to tell you what to do, just literally being there for whatever you need me to be, um, which could just be a listening ear. Just because I think vulnerability is something that should come natural. And if it's meant to be, And if we click in that way, we have that connection, these things will come out. But if not, then they won't. And I'm okay with that. Um, I just think vulnerability can shift over time for different reasons. And it can just evolve over time. And if it just naturally doesn't go that way, I'm okay with that.
1: Okay, well, I'm going to stick with my seven because I don't think... Like it's not a 10, you know, I Mm -hmm. think it's like right there in the middle. Um, I think it is important for the people in my life to be vulnerable with me just because it helps me feel closer to them. Mm -hmm. Um, Like it makes me feel like, oh, they're struggling with something and I'm the one they've come to, even if I can't like resolve it, I can like pray with them or hope for the best or, you know. Support them, like check on them, whatever. So, it is really important to me that people who are very close to me can come and, you know, just like be vulnerable. And mm-hmm. that helps me in turn to be vulnerable with them. So, like, if I feel like there's a certain level of closeness you feel to me, then that makes mm-hmm. me want to feel closer to you. <laughs> kind mm-hmm. of. So, I'll uh, say so yeah, it, it's definitely important. Now, I don't think every friendship requires that like I am all for surface level friendships uh, Mm -hmm. or surface level relationships even if it is like extended family or whatever like I don't have to know everything about everybody but I'm thinking specifically about the people who I talk to often Mm -hmm. yeah I would just hate for them to be going through a situation and then they feel like they can't open up with me about it
0: yeah and I'm glad you brought up the um period of time often because it would be weird if we're talking every week every other day and then I don't know something big that's going on in your life and maybe I'm noticing a change in you or I just notice something's going on and I have to be like hey what's going on here (laughs) yeah (laughs) that would be that would definitely be weird and I will say for you for you and I I don't think we ever had I know we never had a conversation around like hey we should be more open with each other (laughs) if
1: you did that to me I'd be like girl get out of here
0: (laughs) I know it just naturally happened over time Mm -hmm. and I don't think there was ever anything where we were like oh my god girl you didn't tell me that (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, and I also don't think, I'm um, just think about reflecting on our relationship, I don't think it has to be something that's done immediately, so I've had people come and say things that happened maybe years ago, and they just got to the stage where they wanted to talk about it, like stuff like that, I don't mind, it doesn't have to be mm-hmm. immediate, but it does make me feel a sense of closeness when people do um, trust me with
0: stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, I guess since we talked about non-romantic relationships, how important is it to you in a romantic relationship? And like what, what has been the role of
0: vulnerability you feel like in your relationship? So being that I am married, I, I'll talk about it from just a married standpoint. Mm-hmm. I think vulnerability is very important with your spouse or life partner. My opinion is that it leads to a strong foundation, just being able to be open about things so that both people can really know who they're choosing to be with. Um, You know, before you decide to spend the rest of your life with a person, if you're living with someone day in and day out, you're building a life together. I think the more you know about a person, it gives you the opportunity to understand them. Mm-hmm. So that the journey could be that much better of an experience, um because sometimes you just don't know what you don't know. And with a person that's your spouse, you know, that's probably going to be the closest person to you, you know, aside from probably your children or your own parents. Um, but, you know, your spouse has a different dynamic with you, your partners, and this journey called life. So I think it just provides a way for you to, be on the same page and, you know, conflict to not come about because you literally just didn't know because you didn't say anything. You didn't create the space for the other person to know and vice versa. So these conflicts or things that may come up could really just be unnecessary if you had just talked about it.
1: Yeah. That's the thing. Like, I don't like having to guess. And, um, and this is outside of romantic, but since uh, since we're talking specifically about romantic, like, can you imagine just having to guess how somebody feels about every single thing? And now you're like, well, I don't know what move to make because you're not opening up about what it is that you want. And obviously this doesn't happen on, on day one, but um, I do think like eventually that's something that if people need to. Get on the same page about uh, just so you can avoid conflict.
0: And I'll just add as well, um, you know, if you imagine over the course of a relationship or a marriage, you know, that's just kind of like getting you into the gate. So you're starting mm-hmm. off at a certain level or space of vulnerability, but then you're also going through life together. You're getting older, going through different experiences. Mm-hmm. So at least if you start off from a space of being vulnerable and open about certain things, as life progresses, you've already kind of set the stage for that openness. So as you grow and develop, it'll just naturally continue.
1: Yes. So I love like very deep conversations. (laughs) Uh, And that's why I You guys know we do the we're not really strangers conversation starter games here, but I usually I use those cards in real life, like with with people um, in my life. Like I will sit down and play that game with them because I just adore like. I, I want to know how you think, why you think the way you think. Like, I just, I just want to know. I saw this um meme that was saying cuddling isn't enough. I want to be inside your skin, but that's like me with conversations. Like I want to be inside your head. <laughs> like I want to know. So vulnerability obviously is a huge part of that. And so if, if I'm at a seven with my friends, I'm definitely at like a 9.5, 10 in romantic situations. Um, but similar to what I said before, I think um, I've seen in relationships where one person, right, um, or the man in my case, was willing to be vulnerable about something. And for me, that was like, oh, wow. like, And I knew it was a big deal because they prefaced it by saying, okay, so I'm gonna go ahead and tell you this. <laughs> um, and they expressed that it was a big deal and then they were vulnerable about it. So for me, as someone who can be a little closed off, even though I love deep conversations, that's with people who I already know. But as someone who can kind of be closed off in the initial stages when I'm getting to know you and you've taken that step to be vulnerable, like it kind of pushes me to want to be vulnerable in situations because I'll remember, oh, man, that was a big deal for them and they shared it. Let me get a little bit out of my comfort zone, too, and share whatever else you know with them so yeah it's it's a big deal to me
0: (laughs) so do you think that you have been intentional or are intentional about creating space for others to be vulnerable with you
1: I don't know that I've been intentional honestly (laughs) like if I'm if I'm being real with myself right now um, probably not I would like to say that I have but I don't think that's the truth I don't think I go about every day like, oh, I need to make space for this person. And I think I've probably dropped the ball probably a million times on like creating a safe space just because sometimes I can be very cut and dry like, okay, this makes sense. Nothing else makes sense outside of that. And not even in response to people. I I think when you're just having conversations with people like you and I are having now, if I Mm -hmm. say, oh, man, I hate white refrigerators or white refrigerators are so ugly. If you just bought a beautiful white refrigerator and I said that, like, obviously you're gonna feel like this is not a safe space to talk about white refrigerators, (laughs) you know? And that's a stupid example, but just, you know, that with anything else that's more important. So just in regular conversation, I think um, expressing how I might feel about certain things, people might realize, okay, she's not the place for that and I I can think of like a few examples but I want to hear from you first like what um
0: do you think you've been really intentional I don't think that I've been really intentional and in fact I don't think I've ever thought about this before this question uh just just to be a hundred percent honest I hadn't thought of it but I do think that I do make it a point for the people who are around me or my close friends Mm -hmm. to know that they can be vulnerable with me without having to worry about if I'm in alignment or if I agree with them, if that will affect my ability to be supportive or a listening ear. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Um, So I try to do that by not always being quick to like give feedback or say like, oh, well, I would do this or I approve. If it's something lighthearted, I think that's a little bit different because there's a certain banter between friends that will just happen naturally. But I try not to be so quick about it. I try to just listen. Mm -hmm. And even when I do feel different or I feel like, hey, this is something that we we won't agree on my first thought is just to be supportive. Just because I think sometimes people just want to be open and get things off of their chest. They just want to put it out there. And my opinion, my thoughts, my feelings aren't really as relevant. <laughs> yeah. um, I, just, I just need to be there and be supportive. And I think for the most part, all of my friends, they have been able to be vulnerable and tell me certain things. And I I know for a fact that we don't agree on everything and they know that too, Um, Mm -hmm. but they, they're still willing to come and be open with me. So I'm not intentional, but I think, I think that I, I guess I kind of have been an open space. So just naturally.
1: Yeah. I think the, the ways that I can think of, so these happen like years ago. So I am 29 now. And uh, I think this happened when I was maybe 21, 22. But there were two different people. So two different occasions that made me just stop and be like, it's, it must be you but um, I had two friends who were with child <laughs> and um, so each time okay so when the first person told me um, she was like she came and spent the day with me and then at the end of her day I'm walking her out and she like shows me the you know ultrasound um, picture and then she's like yeah. So this has happened. I was like, oh, Steph, look at you, you know, um, didn't think anything of it. But then the next thing that she said was, yeah, you know, and I already know this is the person who I want to be married to and, you know, spend the rest of my life with or whatever. And I was like, you know, go for it. Um, didn't think anything of it. But then the other friend had a conversation with me um, and was just like, I think she had me like guess, you know? And um, like, so I'm guessing all these things. And after I gave my guesses then she said like what she thought it was. And then the next thing that she goes to is like, yeah, but hopefully marriage is the next step and all of that. And so I'm like, based on those two instances, mm-hmm. I, I think that they viewed me as someone who would judge them because they hadn't gotten married first or whatever. And so mm-hmm. I'm like, it must be something about me I've never had a conversation of like with them about pregnancies or anything like that. So it mm-hmm. must just be me. And so um just like thinking about things before we had this recording, this podcast recording, I'm like, man, maybe I could have been more open in certain ways. And I'm not mm-hmm. the type of person who feels like I I'm everything to everybody. Like, I don't think I'm a vulnerable space for every single issue or whatever, but I do remember those moments and I feel like maybe younger me could have been more open. Um,
0: mm. Yeah, so. That's Interesting. I, I guess my first thought would have been that they have a high regard for your opinion. But why and why on this? I think- it's the way you maybe carry yourself i don't know that i don't know that i would necessarily jump to that it's something about you hmm. but may, but maybe because you know yourself better than i do. exactly <laughs> look <laughs> <laughs> that's what i'm saying <laughs> But, but I will
1: say I think I have improved, because like within the last year, someone has had a a conversation with me about um, those things. And um, I was on the opposite side, like I was the person who they felt like they could come to to um talk about things like that whereas the person who they talked to before was the one who i guess was more judgy i don't know but anyway so i Mm -hmm. i think i've grown from that point but i will never forget those two occasions just because they happened within the same year Mm -hmm. you know so Mm -hmm. yeah i i think i can always do better with just being that that space for um for people. And you know, like as we're talking, I'm thinking about um, the fears question or the reason why people aren't as vulnerable. And I think like one of those reasons is probably you feel like someone views you a certain way and then you're vulnerable in an attempt to show them, oh, I'm actually not that way. And instead of them taking your vulnerability and being like, oh, okay. You know, I see her in a different light they still think of you in the same way. So it's like, I've been vulnerable for no reason. And Mm -hmm. like that, I I recently felt that way. Um, So last episode, we talked about like apologizing and I was like, oh yeah, I'll apologize for anything. But you have to be careful the words that you say because literally within the next week after we recorded that, uh, I was hit with a situation where I really did not feel that it was my... (laughs) my face to apologize <laughs> just to be frank and that was one of the reasons I felt like an apology would have made me vulnerable but this person wouldn't have been like willing to accept it you know mm-hmm. like they still would have thought what they wanted to think regardless and so I wanted to kind of protect myself from being mm-hmm. vulnerable and like having them reject me in a sense so yeah yeah,
0: yeah. no. No, you don't see the benefits.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you know, and I I did what I had to do because I'm like, oh, that episode is about to drop and I want to be a hypocrite. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. I I thought about it long and hard and, you know, did what I I needed to do uh, because it really did need to be done. Like um, it was warranted. Um, So, yeah, but I just wanted to circle back on that because I think apologies do require vulnerability we, we talked about humility and like you know letting
0: go of the ego but vulnerability too so yeah so when and where do you think people should be vulnerable like do you feel like there are certain spaces or people that are just off limits for those uh, two areas
1: um the internet <laughs> <laughs> because I love, I, I do love the internet, I love social media, that's no secret, right, but um, I do think there is a balance that you have to strike, and I don't know what that balance is, so my tendency is to just not share much but I think it's um but I think it is a balance of um okay I want to share this because I think it's something that can benefit other women or other people right and so you'll have those people who respond nicely to that and they're like oh I really needed this I really needed someone who was authentic um who was able to share this is going on with them because it's what's happening to me but on the other side you have people who are like um they're gonna drag you for it like with the whole Megan Goods situation they didn't have to be vulnerable with like sharing their marriage and their process and all of that but they were and it helped a lot of people but now people are using that against them so there's like some type of balance that must be struck And I don't know what that is, but I think the internet is a place to be careful when, you know, it comes to vulnerability.
0: Okay. For me, I'm going to go a little bit closer to home. So an area where I think that people should be vulnerable, I think parents should be more vulnerable with their children. I think often it can be easy as parents to think that being open or honest or vulnerable with your children obviously a, about age-appropriate things that it can make you look weak or that they may not maintain a certain level of respect for you because they know too much about you but I also think that as parents you' they're your children's first teachers and so I think there's a lot of benefits to being open with your children about, Things that you've done really well, but then also things that maybe didn't go your way or in your favor. So I think just parents, instead of taking the approach of, um, I guess, maybe trying to maintain this viewpoint of being perfect, um, just using it as an opportunity to, I don't wanna say be relatable to your children, but show them like, hey, these are the things that I've gone through. And I'm not just telling you these things. as a, hey, like, do this, do that, but more so that I've actually gone through these very specific life experiences, I think your children could benefit from that. And then the area that I think that people should not be vulnerable into, I guess, very specific people, is for married people to be mindful of their vulnerability about their spouse or partner with their own family and very close friends. And so, you know, it's natural, you know, if, especially if you're close with your family and your friends that you want to tell them the things that are going on. I just think that for certain things within a marriage that you should seek other outlets. So counseling or whether it's to a church or pastor, but just being mindful of that in regards to your spouse, because, you know, your family, they maybe could be more forgiving and understanding of you and other family members, but that understanding uh, may change when it's not a person who's quote unquote blood related so, yeah, that that's an area where I'd say seek, seek a different outlet other mm-hmm. than your close family.
1: Yeah, I love that. I wanted to go back to the, um, the parent thing first, though, because okay. I think I think that's such a great point because it doesn't reduce you in the eyes of your kids. I think it makes them want to um, listen to your advice even more than what they would have if you weren't relatable, relatable, or if you weren't saying like, hey, I've made these mistakes. Like I'm speaking from a place of experience. I think whenever someone else has experienced something, it just makes you feel like, okay, well, that's one mistake that I don't have to go and make because now someone has shared that with me. And so I think Mm -hmm. it's like with parents, with um, like close loved ones, for example, like things that you've done as a new mom, right? Like if you share that with me, if you say, oh, you know, this time period was really rough. And this is the stuff that helped me get through one. It makes me look at you like, okay, she's more relatable because now she's like, humanizing herself even more and Mm -hmm. that makes me want to come to her with my concerns that makes me want to open up with her when those weeks are a struggle for me um for me too so yeah I love that you brought up that that little point I was thinking about Real Housewives of Atlanta Mm -hmm. and I I don't think I've ever watched a full season of this show but there are certain things that end up on the internet that are like classic moments and I remember um like Phaedra cutting down I think it was Kendra about like um her not being able to like uh like have a child at that stage and Mm. so I think about those things um along with the Megan Good situation and just think how like people are so um I don't know vindictive (laughs) And so uh, to bring it back to the beginning, like this is why when I see those posts that say, hey, be more vulnerable, I'm like, oh, I don't know. Like you really have to be very careful about what you're vulnerable. And it, it sucks because it's like so many more people could benefit from that. But because of these like terrible human beings now, you know, people are a little bit closed off. So that's why I'm hesitant when it comes to like the Internet and public platforms But I do think like within relationships, there's less exposure (laughs) to the rest of the world. So um, all that to say, please like be vulnerable about these tough topics with your cousins, your sisters, your nieces, your nephews, your friends, like be very vulnerable, maybe in those spaces, but um, just be careful about the internet, which we all love and enjoy, but you just, you really have to be mindful. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode of the Girlfriends and Goals podcast. You've heard our thoughts on this topic, but we would love to hear your thoughts as well. So make sure you follow us on Instagram at Girlfriends and Goals podcast, where we'll continue this conversation over the next week. If you haven't subscribed already, please go ahead and do that now. Don't forget to rate, review and share. Until next time. Bye. Bye.